Welcome to Radio Church on 4CRM Mackay, 107.5 FM. My name is Jeff Grant. I'm the pastor of the Uniting Church in Serena. We have for you this morning an inspirational worship service of prayer, music and scripture. May our Father in heaven richly bless you as you worship him with us today. Psalm 145 says, I will proclaim your greatness, my God and my King. I will thank you forever and ever. Every day I will pray, I will thank you and praise you. I will praise you forever and ever. The Lord is great and is to be highly praised. His greatness is beyond understanding. Will you join with me as we confess our sins to God? O oh Lord, our God, our Father in heaven, we confess that we have sinned against you, Lord. We have broken your holy laws and we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbours as you have commanded, and we have not heard the cry of the needy and the oppressed. Lord, we're sorry. We heartily repent for all our sins, both the ignorant ones and the willful ones. Cleanse us, we pray, and restore us to vital fellowship with you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, dear ones, God's holy word reminds us that our sins are forgiven, through Jesus Christ our Saviour. Amen. We're going to hear now that well-loved hymn, Great is Thy Faithfulness. You've been listening to Great is Thy Faithfulness, an old favourite as part of this Radio Church broadcast on Radio 4 CRM 107.5 FM. Dear ones, I'd like to bring you to you now a message from the Scriptures I've entitled this, The Life We Are Meant to Have. And I've taken my text from Psalm 23, the Shepherd's Psalm. We're going to talk today about a kingdom, the best one in existence, the kingdom of love. God has a kingdom for all of us. And it starts by believing in his son Jesus and then receiving him as our Saviour and Lord and then allowing him to live his life through us. Here's our text for today. Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me, in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. May the Lord add his blessing to the reading of his word. The life we are meant to have. Well, the life we are meant to have starts off with the first point. That's verses uh, 1, 2 and 3 which I've entitled, A Life Lacking Nothing. When we make Jesus Christ our Saviour and Lord, we have the life we're meant to have from that moment on. And the first point is, we have a life lacking nothing. Now, the outline of these three verses you could uh, listen to as follows. Uh, Almighty God is my guide, so therefore I've got nothing that I, I need. He gives me my food and rest. He shows me security and peace. He refreshes and restores me. 
He directs me in the right way. And that's his way because of his reputation. The Lord is my shepherd. What a wonderful claim to make. That just like a, a helpless sheep who doesn't know which way to go, doesn't know where the food is, uh, I have a Lord over me who knows everything and makes sure I have nothing. I lack nothing because he's the king. He's the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. He made me and he's called me to follow him. He's called me to be part of that kingdom of love I mentioned. Now, when the scripture says, I lack nothing, David then goes on to say, David who wrote this, goes on to say, well, first of all, he makes me lie down in green pastures. I have all the food I need. And they're not just any old dirt brown uh, drought ravaged fields. They are green pastures. They're lush. They're vibrant. They're tasty. He provides the best for me because he's a God of goodness and grace and mercy and love and faithfulness. Not only does he cause me to lie down these green pastures, and which means I lack nothing, he also leads me beside the quiet waters. He takes me to places of peace and joy. In thy presence is fullness of joy. In thy right hand are pleasures forevermore. Psalm 1611. David couldn't help writing about this king who did all these things for, for him. Then he goes on to say, he refreshes my soul. That is, he either restores me because I've, I've broken his law or I've sinned or I've disobeyed or I've, just like a lost sheep, I've run away somewhere. I've escaped. He restores me. Even after my worst sins, he restores my soul. And then he refreshes my soul through his spirit. He comes into the fullness of my life and changes it from the inside. He's a God who's out to change my life. But first of all, he is going to give me a life lacking nothing. He even guides me along the right path. He makes sure I go the way I'm meant to go. Because believe me, none of us really know which way to take. But our God is the one who, who's trod this path already. Jesus Christ has. And he guides me along the right path for his name's sake. Because he wants his name to be glorified and honoured. And he wants to use my life and your life to do that. Now, David had many experiences uh, with God as a shepherd. He grew up in a shepherd family. They had sheep. They had flocks. His older brothers went off to war at one stage, but David was still the one taking care of the flocks. And he was able to tell the king later on, King Saul, that he's, he's even killed a lion and a bear when they tried to um, uh, come and, and, and harm his sheep. He meant it was like to guard his sheep and to guide them, to make them lie down in green pastures and to lead them beside still waters. You know, shepherds tend to select or to breed their flocks. The sheep don't really have a say except to follow the shepherd. But in our spiritual eyes, we do have a choice as to which shepherd we will follow. Jesus Christ, the Lord of, of glory, still claims to be the good shepherd. And we can decide to follow him or not. Our following begins with us believing who we claim to be, the unique Son of God. Then we conclude that promise, that vow, that covenant, just like in a marriage with vows 
and promises of a lifelong commitment. I want to tell you about a lady who had a wonderful life and she would say that she lacked nothing. Her name was Helen Keller. She died in 1968, age 88. And she was made famous by a book written about her and her mentor and trainer, Anne Sullivan. It was called The Miracle Worker. And it was a lovely movie starring Patty Duke and Anne Bancroft as the little girl who was deaf and blind, Helen Keller, grew up in a world of darkness and silence. Yet during her infant, during her young age, rather not her infancy, during her primary school age, she was introduced by a famous preacher, uh, Philip Brooks, to the Lord Jesus Christ. And for the rest of her life, she served him. She had many many uh, ideas and she was very politically active and she went all around the world uh, telling people about her experiences and her faith. She was a life that was, she would definitely say, a life that lacked nothing. What's your life like today? Are you living the life you're meant to have? Well, if you follow Psalm 23, then the first part of that, you've had a life lacking nothing. I'd like to share a song with you now. Uh, written by Stuart Hamlin. He was a, a radio cowboy singer back in the 1950s in the US, and he came to faith during the Billy Graham crusade in Los Angeles in the 1948-49. And the song is called, It is no secret what God can do. That was a lovely song called, It's no secret what God can do. God can give us the life we're meant to have. He can give us a life lacking nothing. That was the first point. The second point in this passage from Psalm 23, verses 4 and the first part of verse 5, is he gives us, he wants us to have a life without fear. The outline of these two verses is, we're not to be afraid in desperate circumstances. We, we know that God is nearby and he's ready and willing and able to help. In fact, he warns us when we go wrong and he defends us from our enemies and our threats. He provides the best for us at the worst possible times. We all face trials in life, but how terrible to face them all alone or without any hope. And how wonderful to know that Almighty God, our Father in Heaven, is with us in every trial if we have surrendered our life to God's Son, Jesus Christ. Now, King David, who wrote this psalm, had many experiences uh, and several uh, life-threatening ones and several near-death experiences. Uh, we know he, he faced the bear and the lion while he was watching over the sheep. He faced the giant Goliath. Uh, he was pursued by the king, King Saul, the first king of Israel, who was terrified of David. He knew that David was going to be the next king, and so he set out to kill him. And David was rescued uh, a number of times by his wife and friends. He had to flee the country and hit out with his enemies, and there was one time when David's men, just a small band at the time, was, was uh, running alongside a mountain, going around one side of a mountain. And King Saul, who was after David with his army, uh, was coming around the other side. Uh, just a short time they would have met and it would have been the end of David's life. But providentially and by the grace of God, a messenger came to Saul and said, you've got to come back. There's a threat back at home. And so David was saved. He he had this experience a number of times. 
He, that's why he could say, your rod and the, your staff, they comfort me. But you know, the rod and staff are both for protection and for discipline. And of course, David was famous for committing the double sins of adultery and murder. He uh, committed sin with this man's wife, who was one of his own soldiers, one of his own chief men. And then when the man uh, wouldn't play the right game, according to David, he had him killed in the battle. And yet God restored him and forgave him. David suffered through that. There was a sword through his own family for years. Uh, terrible things happened in his family. Uh, one son raped a daughter. Another son killed that son. And that same son, Absalom, tried to take the throne off him. And David could say, it was your staff, the staff of discipline, that comforted me, that delivered me. You know, we are given a life without fear the life we are meant to have. There are 365 fear nots written through the Holy Bible. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you, yea, I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Jesus said, Don't be afraid many times to people he, he encountered, to disciples especially, uh, several times in, uh, out in the storm on a lake, the disciples were terrified once they saw Jesus walking on the water. And each time he said to them, don't be afraid. The resurrected Christ, when he met the disciples in a closed room, the first thing he said was, don't be afraid. Philippians 4, 6 and 7, the letter of Paul to the Philippian church, he says, have no anxiety about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Our Father in heaven wants us to live a life without fear, a life without anxiety, a life without worry, a life without uncertainty, because that's the life we are meant to have. We're not meant to live in fear or doubt or confusion or distress because God Almighty is our shepherd. He's our Lord. I want to tell you a story I heard many years ago on the radio. A very sad tale. It was about a little boy who was in the cancer ward of a hospital. He was dying of cancer. And his father taught him to memorise Psalm 23. And he taught him like this. He taught him to uh, open his left, little left hand. And as he said the words, The Lord is my shepherd. He was to grasp each finger in turn. The Lord is my shepherd. Starting with a little finger and ending with the thumb. And a little boy memorised that phrase, The Lord is my shepherd. Sadly, the little boy passed away. And when the father and his family entered the room after being told that he died, the father saw that little, that little hand, that little right hand, was gripping the pointing finger, the index finger. He was gripping the my finger. The Lord is my shepherd. We can live a life without fear. We can even face death without fear. I've got another lovely song for you. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. 
TRM Mackay. One day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I ask of you. We're looking at Psalm 23 in this Radio Church broadcast on 4CRM uh, 107.5 FM. And my name is Jeff Grant, and we're looking at a sermon uh, called The Life We Are Meant to Have. The first point was a life that lacks nothing. The second point was a life without fear. And the third point in verses 5b and 6 is a life with purpose. This is the life God wants us to have. The outline of these two verses is, He anoints my head with oil. He appoints me for my life's work. He, he prepares me for all my relationships. He prepares me for ageing and for life's end. And he prepares me for eternity. David the king, the shepherd, who wrote this, understood what it was like to be anointed. The prophet Samuel anointed him. Before all of his father, his brothers rather, and his father, he anointed him to be king of Israel. And David understood that God had chosen him. And God chooses each one of us to have a particular role, a ministry, if you like, to serve him, to serve his kingdom of love in this world. In fact, David goes on to say, my cup overflows. He, he, he abundantly provides for me and uh, gives my life a life of purpose. David had learned to fully rely on the Lord his God. And, and God taught him the best way to live. He was a man unique as a king. He forgave his enemies. He didn't get rid of them. Uh, he was prepared through all these trials to be a great king. Uh, he was unlike other kings of that era and even in modern times where uh, as soon as they become king, they get rid of all their opposition. Um, in, in my lifetime, I've heard of many times where prime ministers of other countries and presidents of various nations have, have had the opposition jail, or even killed. And that's what they did in those days. And David didn't do that. He was unlike other kings. He was a unique king. He was a shepherd king. And he knew that his, he had a life with purpose, that God had chosen him before he was born. God chose you before you were born for the work he had in store, he had planned for you. The Apostle Paul wrote that he was chosen to be a preacher of the gospel even before he was born. And that's the way God works with us. He wants us to have a life of purpose. And David could go on to say that surely both goodness and love, your goodness, your love, will follow me all the days of my life. And David understood that, that sometimes when we make mistakes, it's God, God's goodness and love that prepares us uh, for the ongoing work we have to do. And that even when we make mistakes, it, does, it never means the end of what God has prepared for us. I remember uh, hearing a great uh, American uh, preacher years ago um, who who committed adultery, and uh, this man had lost his ministry as a result. It was a a terrible experience. Uh, the church was suffering. He was a well known preacher, and yet many years later, when the president of the United States was also in moral trouble, this man was called upon to be his comforter, his counselor, and his mentor. 
You know, the Lord God uses everything we go through to prepare us for a life with purpose. His goodness and love follow us. There was a time when David was very careless. Uh, He was running away from Saul. He was on the run. He was hungry. He came to a little town called Nob, N-O-B, a town full of priests. And he he persuaded them, he tricked them, he deceived them uh, that he was on the king's business. And they gave him Goliath's sword, the the giant that he killed, and some of the holy showbread. And yet, sometime later, one of Saul's servants found out and had the whole town put to death. And as a result of that experience, David learnt a true suffering of the soul. And he became a gracious king as a result. It didn't stop him doing the work God called him to do. David, several times was at a point where he could have killed King Saul, but he knew that he was the Lord's anointed, just like himself, and he wasn't going to lay a finger on him. And so he spared him. He was going to kill uh, a foolish landowner once who had lots of camels and sheep and donkeys, and David's men had been taking care of them and and protecting them, and David simply asked the man to give him uh, a present of some sort, and the man refused and was very uh, horrible to his men. So David was going to uh, wipe out this fellow and his whole whole family and everything he owned. But the man's wife, a woman named Abigail, intercepted David and explained to him that, that God had called him to be a great king and he couldn't have this experience on his conscience. How wonderful that God rescues us. His goodness and love follow us and he keeps us from doing things that would interfere with the work that he's got in store for us. God's got a plan for your life. He has a plan for my life. He wants us to live a life of significance and purpose. There was a young lady, a young woman named Joni Erickson Tata. When she was 16 or so, she dived into a pool and and cracked her head on a rock and broke her neck and became a quadriplegic unable virtually to move anything except her mouth and talk. She was a Christian, and Joni Erickson thought, as she was called then, that God would surely heal her. He would would deliver her from this, and she prayed and prayed for many years that this would be so, but it didn't happen. And gradually she was taught through knowing other Christians and through studying the Word of God and praying that this was the life the life of purpose that God had called her to. As a result, she developed many gifts. She she was a singer. Uh, she wrote books. She was able to paint. I believe she painted with a foot. And uh, she had these paintings published and songs published. And uh, I once heard her speaking at a, a college uh, uh, night. Uh, and her husband was there, uh, a lovely young man who was pushing her wheelchair. And she was able to turn over... Uh, uh, a plastic uh, sheet that covered her notes. I've watched her very carefully. She went all around the world, much like Helen Keller did many years before, uh, serving God. And she realised, of course, that had it not been for that accident, she would not have had a life with such purpose and significance. So God gives us the life we're to have, and we can choose to accept that life or reject it. But you know, If you accept that that life, you can have the life that Psalm 23 talks about, a life lacking nothing, a life without fear, and a life with purpose.
May the Lord bless you as you respond and push your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and his word today. I've another song for you, written by Merle Haggard, Just a Closer Walk With Thee. You've been listening to a message from me, Pastor Jeff Grant, as part of this radio church broadcast on 4CRM 107.5 FN. Will you join me as I close in prayer? Father, we come before you, our Lord, to cry out for your grace in this time of pandemic. Father, give us your comfort and your guidance as we seek to protect ourselves and one another. Lord, especially protect all those who are working directly with suffering people in our hospitals and our nursing homes. Give us your wisdom and give your wisdom to our political and health leaders to help us all progress through the course of this coronavirus. Grant to us all the knowledge of your presence, your protection and your provision. Keep us, Father, from fear and anxiety and give us your great patience to endure and overcome this deadly plague. For we ask that in Jesus' name. And Father, we also ask that you would give us understanding of the word we've heard today and pray that you would lead us into that relationship with Jesus so that we may have the life we were meant to have. Amen. I'm going to end this uh, broadcast with uh, some music. And first of all, we'll hear a lovely song, I the Lord of Sea and Sky. Now, that was The Power of Your Love, uh, written by Jeff Bullock. This ends our Radio Church broadcast, which has come to you on Radio 4CRM 107.5. And now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, now and forevermore. And we're going to wrap up with another song, Because He Lives, I Can Face Tomorrow. God bless you.